2: DJs, it's time to talk about DJ gear. Have y'all been to d DJ shop lately? It's got all kinds of great crap you can put a DJ logo on. For real, they've got teddy bears, Santa hats, aprons, ankle socks, water bottles, throw pillows, and even froopy mason jars that come with a straw and a handle. With creative, well-thought-out designs, you can directly support this podcast with a freaking mug. It's really that simple, and it does make a difference, folks. So please, head on over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the d shop, do yourself a favor, and up your decor.
0: Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy.
1: I should totally do it. You want me to see It's invigorating. It's, it's Oh, I got a
3: couple things I want to touch on. Congratulations to the Cincinnati students, the high
1: schools. Sound the alarms. I'm sorry, I'm I'm lost a little bit here on this one. A lot of it has to do with Max. Honestly, a lot of it has to do with Max. Yeah, it's my fault for being late. Sex Panther Max dynamic. I mean, the ultimate catalyst, I
3: believe, is a boomer who doesn't know how to use text messaging. She's really sexy max, best stuff. She looks like a Scrooge McDuck fucking money vault <laughs> <laughs> just dives into the shit Look,
1: Everybody comes at the
3: same time Did he pull out? I, I never said that The used car market
1: is going to be very high We will show up to the interview drunk Oh, uh, we will, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, drunk and or high I'm high right now Mostly because people know how boring it is it wouldn't be Panther if I didn't go dick first into a fucking trap.
3: Literally, that big one. My bank account. With money.
1: It hurt. As soon as you think he got him somewhere, boom, they flip it on you. If anybody needs help and guidance, yeah, I'm, I'm more than more than willing to, to provide help. I agree with the line, but I, I don't think that's an indictment. No. no. No, I don't take that as an indictment. <laughs> Precisely. No, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Arch, boy, what are you about to say? I don't, I don't want him sexy putting our logo on his special sock. I didn't see that one coming. I guess they like both aspects of Essendon. That Calgary Flames team, those wanking Canadians. You're excited. Yeah. feel these nipples. There's no doubt that where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, are they the fucking Washington Karens at this point? And I can't bet the uh, Spurs, so. <laughs> God
3: damn it. The first Friday of the month is the worst. You're a, a true,
2: true degenerate if you're bidding approval today. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Absolute Sports and Degeneracy Podcast. My name is Saxxy Maxie, and today I'm joined by someone who's out this weekend discovering new ways to lose money. It's Sex
3: Panther. Panther, how's the casino treating you? <sighs> you know, it's not a new way for me to lose money. I've been losing money this way for the long, longest time. <laughs> uh, you know, if they've loyal listeners that uh, you know shoot the shit with us and, and talk to us and whatever know that uh, I'm kind of an avid Baccarat player. And uh, so they opened up the table last night and Kitten and I were Kind of feeling the urge to maybe really dive into our bankrolls a little bit, and and it it didn't go too well. So uh, we're we're helping make sure this particular casino stays in business.
2: That's good. That's good. Well, you know, hopefully they at least comped you a bunch of free rooms or something like that and didn't change their policies on uh, just funneling your thousands of dollars through their uh, gambling machines versus the tables, right?
3: And the tables are shit like they don't give you crap for points on the tables, but on the machines, you know, they they log the dollars through into your credits and blah, blah, blah. But they they can see how much money you're funneling through the machine. And there's different ways, particularly when you have a partner that you can kind of play both sides of the table and really not lose that much money. But it looks like you're putting a lot in. So, uh, yeah, but because it looks like we're we're high rollers. Uh, they, they keep inviting us
2: back on their dime. Well, that's nice. I, I I like how you're doing this. I this this sounds like you have a pretty good, uh, system in place. Normally, my system is to just plant myself at the lowest stakes blackjack table imaginable and attempt to play and drink uh, whiskeys on the house for as long as I can. That's generally my strategy at a casino.
3: Chubby Zebra was here as well. That was his strategy too. I think he did worse than we did this weekend. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll be it's honest. I do too.
2: See, I tend to do pretty terribly, but I actually – I have a strategy of my own that is super duper secret. I, I've been locked down on this strategy. This is for real. I didn't even let this go in the pre-show to you uh, when we were talking super secret casino strategies, Panther. Here's the deal. Here's the thing. You know how you were saying how they track you through all of the, uh, the card things? Great. You know What you need to do is not use the card, okay, because here's the thing. If you go into every machine as if it is a brand new machine, at a certain point it will give you a win. Conspiracy theory. Okay, okay. All and, right. Listen, but, you're the one who's at the casino, so you're the one who can test it. But here's what I'm saying: you take five dollars, you go to a video poker machine or something like that. Okay, you put the five dollars in, five dollars cash. All right. At a certain point, that video poker machine is going to take you over that five dollars that you put in. That second it does it, you cash that mother out. You bring it to one of the machines that exchanges that ticket that you have for cash money go to a new machine start the process over i'm telling you you'll get you'll get free drinks and it'll look like you're working the machines constantly
3: yeah we're we're working the machines constantly they give us they give us decent amount of free slot play too but i take my slot play and go to the video poker machines you don't get rich playing that i mean you need some kind of mega five of a kind or royal flush would i never get but right. i can usually get close to dollar for dollar so if they give me in free slot play, I can usually turn that into about $60 in cash. See, well, what I'm telling you is if you're willing to just waste your time in the
2: casino's paper by printing out tickets constantly and switching machines literally all the effing time... It will just give you a win at a certain point if, if it doesn't know you. If it knows that you've been funneling money into these machines constantly, it's going to take your money at a certain point. It will always try and take your money at a certain point because it's doing the math. It, it sees how much you're spending. That's how these casinos operate. That's how they are You know, staying in business as well as they do. Um, so it is deep my conspiracy theory. But if you go in with fresh money that it has not seen, that is not tracked to a human or anything like that, it is going to try and give you a win at a certain point to get you to keep betting that's deep that's deep saxy how do you like it i mean do you think that do you think i mean do you think there's any merit to this
3: no because they're regulated they're regulated by gaming commissions that they have to have a certain percentage payout and the other thing is if you're doing this without using your your um your card the, the card they give you then you're not really getting any tier credits or points or free matter of fact we we were we visited two casinos this weekend we went to another one and we sat down and played for about four hours and they were in so impressed with my play they gave they caught me a couple buffets for me and kittens so um they yeah it's, you, you do what you you're suggesting you're just hoping to get cash but you're not going to get any other benefits
2: Right, right, but
3: see, here's the thing:
2: It's like for me, casino crab legs, maso menos. I'm not, gonna, I, I, I don't need, I don't need to eat like 17 pounds of casino crab legs to feel good uh, after having, like you know, printed like 75 tickets in a two-hour period.
3: Hey, if it's if it's working for you, keep doing it.
2: All I'm saying, all I'm saying, deep conspiracy theory, if you're a low stakes person like myself and you just want to make up like 35 bucks so you can get your so you can plant yourself at that blackjack table that's also deeply low stakes and stay there for a little bit, I'm telling you, start start small like this. Work your way up. That's the way I always do it. (laughs) Knowledge gained. Knowledge gained. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, and I'll be honest, my dad may or may not have spent some time working with some casinos and generally speaking that is the strategy is to give you a win if they don't know you
3: well i i i, I don't know anything about all that i don't know why the casinos would have to uh cheat the regulars or anything. The, the, every single game is in their advantage anyway. All they have to do is sit back and just count their money at the end of the day. Yeah, but the regulars are the folks who are going to keep going back
2: and giving them that money. What they need to do is find these new people who have never gambled before in their life. Ah, let me just put five bucks in this machine and see what the hell happens and then get that person hooked. Boom as fast as they can. Yeah,
3: bring them back. Then they have a card and then they're giving money back.
2: Exactly. But before they have the card, what do they have? Just five bucks they put in the machine. I am telling you this is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm. (laughs) If you go to a casino with five bucks, you got other problems. (laughs) Listen, I'm telling you, they think they they don't know what you're going to the casino with. They don't know the machine does not discriminate your five dollars. It just sees five dollars go into it, and it says, "Okay, whatever." (laughs) But if it's attached to a ticket attached to your account, then it says, "Aha, this five dollars, this Panther's five dollars." I know that he's won. You know, forty-nine percent. We can give him the win to bring him up to closer to fifty. I guess
3: you know. That would be really nice of them.
2: That would be really nice. Well, let's hope that today the casinos are giving that to you. Um, now, Panther, you and I are up bright and early, extra bright and early for you since you're in a new time zone. Uh, but we've got all kinds of great lines and even some bad ones to look f- at for you today. Y'all know every Sunday I check in with the DJs about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Panther, after next week's Sunday show, we won't have any NFL to talk about, pretty much. I mean, we can try and shoo it in. but So, in preparation... Uh, can you give me a primer on where the NBA season is at, where the NHL season is at, where these other things are at, where and uh, what's what's been working, What has not been working for you?
3: I think in the, in the NBA and the NHL, you kind of can re- we talked about this when we were talking about the futures uh, with with Arch and Max. Uh, a couple days ago, but you can really tell who the good teams are and who the bad teams are. It's kind of the middle teams you stay away from. But in the NBA, look, you can, you can make some money betting the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. The Sixers look like they've come around, but uh, teams like the Lakers and Brooklyn, ah, God, I hate them. I hate these. These were supposed to be super teams, and I stay far, far, far away from them. Your other bad teams like Detroit and Houston, um, Portland, like those teams, you almost can make money just fading them because they've been so bad. And it's the same in the NHL. Like we've been talking about the Carolina, uh, Colorado, Florida. Uh, Boston's coming around. I don't trust Vegas. I know I'm the Vegas homer of the of the group, but um, I don't trust the, this Golden Knights team right now, especially with their uh, goaltending situation. But you know, same thing. Bad teams, the Kraken, the Coyotes. like There's just teams that you can make money just by fading them. The middle teams, I just stay away from them because you, they they're very capable of pulling off an upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just you can't you can't trust them. They fall in that no trust zones. So you just stay away from them.
2: Got it. So are we, are we talking like San Antonio Spurs zone? Is that what, is that, is that going to be the title of the zone?
3: That's Max's favorite team. (laughs) I know. I know. So,
2: okay. So, uh, so what are the other teams are in the zone that we're going to avoid touching because they're too middle, they're too prone to, you know, win when they shouldn't and, you know, lose. uh, I I,
3: I think, I think you gotta be looking at the Denver nuggets. This is a team that we've thought for a while. that was prime to win a title or compete and, with uh, Michael Porter Jr. out, Jamal Murray out. Uh, Jokic just doesn't have any help, and they still go in there and they compete, and they're a dangerous team, but you can't trust this team. They just don't have the depth that they used to. So Denver would be one of those teams. Uh, like I mentioned, the Lakers and Brooklyn, both of those teams could win, could lose. You you just don't know what you're getting with them. And an unhealthy Bulls team, like when the Bulls are healthy, I love the Bulls, but, man, particularly when they're, they don't have Zach Levine, it just seems like they're missing a bunch of their scoring. So without Zach Levine or unhealthy in general, um, I stay away from the Bulls. The Hornets are another team. They're very capable of pulling off a win. They're very capable of an ugly loss. The Hornets are one of those middle-of-the-road teams. So there's quite a few of those teams out there. There,
2: there, there really are. There, it, I'm, I'm hearing you now. Now, actually, speaking of some middle-of-the-road teams, we're going to talk about them later today when, I, uh, uh, when we talk about some of the teams we're actually going to bet on today. But my Timberwolves. There, but they—they actually—they—they they cover kind of. There, they, there's something Cavaliers-esque about them right now.
3: Man, they are overproducing. I did not, I did not see this out of them. But you know, they—they've they've got three star players. They've been relatively healthy. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is as good as anybody at the center position, so he—he he really gives you that um, man in the middle, if you will. But um, as long as they're healthy, they're they're still a middle-of-the-road team. I don't think they're a real threat to win a title. But they, they are a dangerous team.
2: Now, you know, my, my preseason NBA bets, I did have the Timberwolves making the play-in tournament. Right now, they are seated at the seventh seed with the Lakers and the Clippers behind them. Okay? And uh, the, the Trailblazers are then rounding off the uh, – that it would be that group of four teams for the play-in tournament. Do you think that my T-Wolves make the play-in tournament, or do you think that they actually – jump ahead of the Nuggets or some of these other teams ahead of them?
3: Um, I mean, there's a shot they jump ahead of the Nuggets. We're, we're The trade deadline, I believe, is this week. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of moves are made. The Clippers already made some moves, bringing Norman Powell in, and I think that's because they know Kawhi Leonard won't be back this season. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Paul George this season. So the Clippers are trying to make some moves, and uh, we'll see what the Lakers do. It looks like Westbrook could be on his way out. Portland's terrible, um, so that, and that, I think that was more of a punting move for them, shipping Norman Powell out. They've had injury problems uh, with Lillard and McCollum, so it's I I think it's more likely Minnesota moves up than they move down.
2: God damn it. Okay, well, I, I'm going to be praying for a couple of uh, T-Wolves losses here over the next few <laughs> the months. Just...
3: Don't get more success.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, I need to. I bet for them to make the play-in tournament, and they're going to just make the actual playoffs. And I'm just I, – I, it's it's blowing my mind. It's insane that they're playing that well. But, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, you, you, you bet on teams you have a positive
3: conviction in, and perhaps that conviction was not positive enough. Maybe – well, I think it has. I think it has a lot more to do with the mediocrity you're seeing after um, Phoenix and Golden State. You get you get rid of those oh, yeah. two, well, and then Memphis. Memphis, I think, is shocking everybody. Um, but do you get past mm-hmm. them, you know, Minnesota is no worse than a Utah or a Denver. Teams that have traditionally been much, much better, and they're not right now. So you, when when you look at the the big three—Memphis, Golden State, and Phoenix are adding losses to other teams that typically have better records. It kind of lumps Minnesota back into that group because those other teams aren't performing as well as they have in the past. Yeah, man. You know, and
2: I'm just looking at the conference standings right now, just looking at some stuff and holy shnikes that there's a lot more parody in the Eastern Conference than there is in the Western Conference. In the East, you know, your best team has 33 wins. And I mean, the worst team has 12 wins, the Magic. But the Western Conference, your best team has 42 wins. And your worst team is fifteen. So there's like a, it feels like there's a lot more of a difference between the rich and the poor in uh, in the Western Conference.
3: Well, I think it has to do with those top three. Because if you if you look at the the Chicago's and Philadelphia's in in the Eastern Conference, they're probably right there around the four seed in the Western Conference. It's it's just Golden State, Phoenix, and Memphis have kind of separated themselves. Well, they sure have. Now, okay, let's. Get to
2: talking about my bookie real quick. DJ and homies, with my bookie, you can bet on the NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, boxing, MLB, and yeah, we're going to talk about it. The pro fucking bowl. That's right. My bookie may not have the cojones to offer me a Patrick Mahomes interception prop for today. Womp womp. But they can't say no to you or me betting the over of 63. That's right. You've seen how folks tackle in this game. So this is an over, right? My bookie is well traveled and offers quality odds on basically everything. So sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDJ so we can keep the lights on around here. My bookie will give you a bonus deposit of up to $1,000. Whether you're at home, on the go, on your laptop, or watching the only postseason NFL game with preseason entertainment value, you can bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Panther, uh, what are what are your bets for the Pro Bowl today,
1: dude? I don't even know who's
3: in it. I swear, I, I, the, the Pro Bowl. You know, people get announced. It's nice. We got hey, we I'm in the Pro Bowl, and then you got guys that can't play because they're in the Super Bowl. You guys got you got guys that don't want to play because they don't want to play. or want risk injury right. or things like that. Now, I think some guys showed up because, like we talked, uh, you know, it's in Vegas. I'm like, well, who doesn't want to go to Vegas, right? So you might have had guys show up and whatnot. But uh, I know Scott. I don't even know who the starting quarterbacks are. I just know when you look at the AFC and the NFC, just in general, the the entire conference, not the the respective Pro Bowl teams. You just look at the conferences. I think the AFC has the better players. They have the better wide right receivers. They have the better court the younger quarterbacks. Um, you know, Tom Brady's retired in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers probably won't play who knows um and then the, the afc's got so many young guys um and they've got that four game winning streak so i like i like the afc fighting whatever they are
2: okay so let me let me just I'm, I'm on the nfl pro bowl roster website right now okay and the first it looks like they have three quarterbacks listed right out the gate for each team so afc justin herbert patrick mahomes and mac jones and the NFC, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson have never seen like a, uh, a, a positive <laughs> PR
3: opportunity that they uh, turned down. <laughs> uh, well, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is the recipient of two of the best wide receivers. and I, I'm going to guess that uh, at least Jefferson made the Pro Bowl, so maybe they'll team yeah. him up and will have somebody to, to throw to. But uh, yeah. that's just to my point there, I, I think the AFC has the, the edge there at the quarterback position.
2: Now, um, in the I, I can't believe we're getting this much out of the Pro Bowl right now. But uh, in the Pro Bowl skills competition, Tyreek Hill lost in a foot race. Um, to Micah Parsons to Micah Parsons. And then yesterday he poured White Claw all over himself at a uh, at the um, what was it? The NHL All-Star Game. So he embarrassed himself at the NHL All-Star Game after embarrassing himself at the Pro Bowl skills competition. Do you think that he embarrasses himself this Sunday, three days in a row?
3: Um I don't know. I mean he's one of those guys, you just put the ball in his hands and he's so dangerous. He doesn't need to beat the defense. You can just run him on a real screen pass, real quick screen pass, and just put the ball in his hands. He's so quick. He's yeah. he's that he's that guy. You don't see this too often. You see guys who are quick, and then you see guys who are fast. Mm-hmm. The timing kill is both. He's quick and fast. And that makes him such a dangerous, dangerous player. He really is. It's it's He's always fun to watch.
2: Well, are you going to, uh, you know, if, if there's, mul- I mean, there's clearly going to be multiple TVs on in the casino that you're in this afternoon evening. Are you going to have an eye on the Pro Bowl at all? Or are you going to be, like, locked in on some of these NBA games we're going to start looking at?
3: Um, I i will act- I'll be out of the casino. I'll be home by, by the time the Pro Bowl kicks off. But uh, I will be home and I'll probably be watching, if you will, the NBA games on my device. Um, but I've got... Since I this you know, all the snow and everything that we had this week, I've got to go dig the big rig out of the the snow that it was buried in by the the bulldozer. So I got <laughs> I've, I got to dig the rig out, and uh, so I got some other stuff to do. But uh, I will definitely be eyeballing uh, some of these games because I've got my eye on some of these that I'm going to uh, go bet some tickets before I leave the casino.
2: There we go. So now, what are some of these games? Let's get to some of the uh, NBA games. No NHL today. Just NBA.
3: No NHL. I've got four NBA games that I'm looking at. Mm. Uh, the first one, I said it can fade, fade mediocre and losing teams, but there's there's one here that I actually kind of like it, and it's New Orleans going to Houston. Mm. The Pelicans have actually been playing much, much better. Houston, I think they got talent. They just can't seem to put it together. And when they lose, they lose in grand fashion. So I like New Orleans here going into Houston, laying the five points. I'm, I'm going to jump on the Pelicans here.
2: Man, so uh... – this is this is a tough one. New Orleans just won uh, a shocker of a game in Denver uh, on the road, and uh, on Friday now they're coming back on Sunday uh, in Houston. Now, Houston, I think that you're totally correct. They are a team that has talent. They just aren't putting it together right now, and so I think they're dangerous. I am leaning the Houston plus the point side, but I did not have any enough conviction. For for me to touch this in any way, so I will I will let you cash this ticket all by yourself, Panther.
3: I appreciate that so much.
2: <laughs> well, you know that if I'm on a game, especially on a side that you're on, probably not a great thing.
3: Uh, well. But in the NBA, for know. now, we need we, we need Max and Arch to get a KOD. The basketball KODs have been doing pretty good. They actually
2: have. This is now that's that's a trend that uh, as gamblers, our listeners should really be keying in on. Uh, maybe maybe we need like a good bad KOD shirt, you know what I mean? Like a, uh, <laughs> a something that's like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of shirt, you know, with the KOD, like the NFL season, it's one kind of a beast, whereas the, the NBA, it's a little bit more uh friendly,
3: a little bit. Heck yeah! All right, so what else do you got for me today, Panther? Uh, I feel like I'm jumping into a trap here. I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks going to take on the Clippers. Oh. This line seems suspiciously low for Milwaukee here at five points. And then yeah, I looked at the four-letter network, and they've got these win probabilities. And for whatever reason, they actually have the Clippers at like 52% win probability here. So I- I'm not sure what's going on. The Bucks are healthy. The Clippers are st- maybe they get Norman Powell today, and that's supposed to be the difference maker. I don't know. But – I feel it's a little quick sandish, but I'm going to jump in anyway, Put 10 bucks on the bucks,
2: man. So I'm, I'm just looking at some of the numbers in this game. It looks like the bucks do not cover very well after, uh, playing on zero days rest <laughs> uh, on a back-to-back. They don't look like they do well in their back-to-backs. And is this a double road back-to-back? Yeah, it is. I think. Okay. i I think I see why the number is where it is. Now I give you full support on the side that you're on because if I was going to bet a side, I would be on the Bucks. Now, did the Bucks treat you wrong yesterday with that giant spread that they covered?
3: Ah, uh, no. Bucks Bucks did treat me right yesterday.
2: There you go. There you go. So, I think I I I'm I'm going to leave you alone on this one and I'm not going to, you know, potentially cause us to have to fuck the Bucks in a three-way <laughs> here. We're, go- we're I'm, I'm just going
3: to let you fuck the Bucks all by yourself. Yeah, the Bucks fuck me all the time. Well, uh, two, more, two more games. I'm looking at the Philadelphia 76ers going to Chicago. The Bulls, oh. as I mentioned, have not been healthy now for the better part of a month. They've really been up and down. They do well against the, the subpar teams. But Philadelphia is far from a subpar team. When before we even you know started talking pre-show, I saw this at Philadelphia minus one and a half. Now I'm seeing it at two, so I feel like I'm on the right side here. Joel Embiid is your leading candidate for MVP. Uh, I think he has his way today, so I'm betting on the Sixers here. You and me
2: both are betting on the 76ers today. I know one of the trends y'all love to follow is the first home game after a road trip is could be a clunker for the home team. Now, Chicago is home today after winning three of their last four, uh, but in their second game of a back to back and um, coming home. Uh, after having been on the road. Now the 76ers aren't necessarily a great team at covering, but I do like them to cover this measly one and a half points today. so give me the 76ers. And also I am hopping on the over 219 and a half.
3: Yeah, that two nineteen and a half is a is a uh, it's a tricky number. Philadelphia plays pretty good defense. And without if Zach Levine doesn't play, that does hamper Chicago's scoring. So I probably would be looking at the under here myself. Uh-huh. I see. I see. Well, you know, I'm 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 more of a
2: one who experiments with totals rather than succeeds with them. So you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this one turns out. What's the last game you got for me today?
3: Last game could be could be maybe the game of the day. The Atlanta Hawks are going to Dallas, take on the Mavericks. Atlanta been playing pretty stinking well. Trey Young has been going off. But Dallas, man, they got what well, I still think Luca is the best player in the game. He really takes his entire team, puts them on his back. and and carries them. I'm just so impressed with how the Mavericks continue to win with what looks like not a great starting five and lack of depth in their second unit. But, yeah, here they are at home, and they're the favorite, so that's the direction I'm going to go. I'm going to lay the two-and-a-half and put 10 bucks on Dallas.
2: I think you are a hundred percent on the right side on this. I don't know why I'm not betting this one. I, maybe I will change my mind after the show, but I am. I, whatever reason I, I looked, I must have looked at something this morning and gotten scared off of it. But I agree completely with you. I thought that this was going to be the, uh, you know, the storyline Luca MVP year. Uh, in the beginning part of the season, I thought that this—that's what this team was supposed to be. Because the nF uh, the all of these sports, always about storylines. You know, it's always about the storyline, and I thought that that was going to be the storyline of this year. Because you know, Jokic won the MVP last year. They kind of like to hand that trophy around to uh, whichever, uh, other than uh, with LeBron, kind of they, they try to hand it around to different teams. Uh, allow allow the superstars to kind of get their time holding the trophy. I thought that this was Luka's year, and. I mean, it's still, I, I don't think it still could be, right? He doesn't have a shot at winning the MVP this year, does he?
3: Uh, his name's really not being brought up. So unless, you know, a couple of the superstars who are playing really, really well get injured. Here's the thing, though. You look at Giannis won it a couple years ago. Jokic mm-hmm. last year. Uh, Joel Embiid this year. Lucas has got to be like, what, five years younger than all those guys. And they're not even that old. Oh, yeah. So you know, Luca just got old enough to drink, I think, last year. So he, I think he's been, it, it feels like he's been in the league forever. I think he's been in here like four or five years, and he's still only like 22, 23 years old. So uh, he, he, he'll get his.
2: Yeah, it it seems like he will. It seems like he will get his time here. If it's not, if it's not this year, it will be some future year. But I just thought that that was, you know, the NBA was going to try and shoeh that in a little bit, like uh, the MLB shoot in my Shohei Otani last year, which was oh come on, like that was that that one felt good. That one felt that right. was a slam I, dunk.
3: I, that was awesome.
2: That was a slam dunk. That one felt good. I'm I I don't think we're gonna have many of those. Uh, although I will tell you, I don't know if you have anything any big like uh, postseason bets that uh, the big game has riding on it. But I did take a free $10 bet and put it on the Bengals uh, after the week, their first win in the playoffs, and I got them at plus 2,000. So if the Bengals win, I am going to be
3: uh, buying myself a Joe Burrow jersey or something like that. <laughs> there, there you go. It, it almost feels like it's destiny, like the team that wasn't supposed to be here, the team that's won six games total the previous two years. Right. They were 4-11, and 4-12 last year, 2-14 and 14 the year before, and here they are in the Super Bowl. It, uh, just, it's Cinderella story, destiny, whatever you want to call it, but it just feels like it's supposed to be the year of the Bengals.
2: I think I think so. I think so. And I it, I'm, I'm I'm in too poor of a position to hedge it the other way. So we're, we're just going to ride bangles as best as we can. <laughs> All righty. I got one NBA game that I want to talk about here. Now, I mentioned them before. It is my Minnesota Timberwolves and they are being uh, visited. They're hosting their friends, a team that tends to be very friendly to the teams they play against, the Detroit Pistons. Now, my Wolves have actually looked like a competent team this year, and they're currently seventh place in the West and ahead of the Clippers and Lakers. Insane. It's insane. They score like crazy and basically don't play defense, which has uh, led to them hitting the over in nine of their last ten games. So I'm not looking at the spread here as much as I am looking at the total for this game going over whatever it is. The number, I see 229.5. I see 230 at places. It's a big number.
3: It's ugly. I'm going over. You know the problem. The, the problem isn't Minnesota, though. The problem is Detroit, and this is a team right. that is looking to make trades. They're looking to deal deal uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, who they've put in bubble wrap, and I'm, you know, his minutes and playing time or whatever. Cade uh, Cunningham is injured. I mean, th- this is a banged up unit. So hell, Minnesota might get 130 points. I don't know. Detroit gets 100. I it think its offense really, really struggles. So I-, I would have to fade you on that one. I, I think the under is the play. And like Art, I mean, Art loves the double-digit double, double digit underdogs, but man, this Detroit team, it's, it's just too easy to fade them. I was tempted to take the T-Wolves laying the points. I think the T-Wolves smack them into oblivion, but uh, I just couldn't pull the trigger. Listen,
2: I like my T-Wolves too. I like my T-Wolves too. I'll be honest. Now, here's one thing to watch out for. If The T-Wolves do make the playoffs. My sax teacher, Kenny Holman, who's amazing and tours with Corey Wong in the Wong Notes, played the anthem at their first playoff game in like 18 years. It was sweet. So if they get back in, I'm hoping I get to see my homie Kenny up on the big screen. Uh, play it, that anthem. That's, that's, and you know, I mean, he's like a, he's a, one of the most kiln saxophone players in the Minneapolis area. So if you, if you see Kenny Holman playing in Minneapolis, my Minnesota people go out and say hello to him. He's a kick-ass saxophone player. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know yeah. any anthem folks? I, 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 uh, I, mean, as a musician, you have, you generally know a few folks who do the anthem, a couple of the singers in the band that I play in have done anthems around town for uh, different games and stuff like that. Have you, uh, have you ever, uh, you know, I mean, almost everyone is like kind of walking into the stadium at that time. So it's kind of a brutal gig, but
3: yeah, it is um, actually was. So when I was the operations manager for the arena football team in Fort Wayne, um, got 15 years ago, that was actually my job was to go out and secure the uh, national anthem performers. Oh, goodness. Uh, so. Yeah, so that that was cool. I got to audition them or talk to him, but I knew a lot. So I actually did know a lot of players. I can't remember the guy's name, but we had this uh, fantastic saxophone player um, who came in and, and uh, did the national anthem with, with the sax. So uh, yeah, I, I got a little bit of experience with that stuff too.
2: That's healthy, you know. A few, it was probably man. It was when the Atlanta Falcons made their run to the Super Bowl. Had it been six years ago now or so, but I think they uh, were one of the first teams where I nationally was seeing a saxophone player playing the anthem at the games, and I was like, you know what, I, I may find, I may yet find a way to get on television playing this horn.
3: Man, I got to do this going. Usually, usually the pro teams have auditions. You have to check with the Rockies. Um, oh they yeah, usually... no.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Rockies here. I, OK, I, we're, we're getting fully far off topic, but I have some issues here because what happens is at the Rockies games and this is I'm sure that other baseball teams are like this in an effort to sell tickets. They, it's always bringing in children's choirs or they use like uh, since, you know, we have the military base in Colorado Springs. They bring up some folks in Fort Carson who are part of the military band that's based out there. So either they have full on military people who are singing with it or it is children's choirs. And I'm going to be honest, those children's choirs do not do justice to our nation's anthem
3: yeah it is a bit of a scam because i, I know when we did the, the minor league sports you know that hey we'll bring in the uh the children to sing because now the parents have to buy tickets <laughs> exactly so. that is exactly and i know
2: and i know it's a dumb ploy but but here's the thing it is like it's like one of the most brutal situations like there are there are professional musicians in the city who will do justice to the anthem and who will play it okay at least and who will not be like uh it won't it won't be totally difficult to listen to whereas we go to this game and there's, you know, maybe like 12,000 people in the crowd uh, on, a, on a Tuesday night, you know, something like that. But we have like, you know, seven middle school choirs coming out all at the same time, attempting to organize and sing this anthem. It is it's really tough. Now, I'm sure if you have a kid, you're like, OK, this is kind of a fun thing. This is a great reason to get out. Da, 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 da. But I see it for what it is. It is it is avoiding hiring professional musicians. Rockies, fix it. <laughs> there you go.
3: They don't hire them. They don't hire them either. Give them free tickets too.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. But hey, those concessions at least are uh, helping feed a starving jazz musician. Okay. Story, even if, even if those Even if those credits are just going towards beer. <laughs> uh, get us out well, of
3: here, Matthew.
2: Listen, that's all I've got for you this morning. So come on out to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com so you can buy a shirt. Say hello to us. At Betting Absolute on Twitter. Panther, you got
3: a parlay for us? Will you take me home? Uh, Let's get us out of here with a Sunday morning parlay. I do like those Pelicans. uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Dallas Mavericks. We'll put those three together. That'll be your Panther parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give Saxy Maxie or myself, Arch, or Mad Max. Give us a shout-out. We'd love to talk to you guys. We'll holler back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. We'll see you tomorrow. And make some money, fools. I guess they like both aspects of SM. It's that Calgary
1: Flames team, those wacky Canadians. you are excited. Yeah. Feel these nipples. There's no doubt that there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, are they the fucking Washington Karens at this point? And I can't bet the uh, Spurs, so. <laughs>
3: God damn it! The first Friday of the month is the worst. You're a, a
2: true, true degenerate if you're betting the Pro today.